Hello and welcome to a very special um, Pod 67. You can hear the in my voice that it's not a happy special, it's a, a very, very downbeat special. We're doing our first post-match reaction podcast to Celtic away at Sparta Prague. It's just finished um, about half an hour ago, 45 minutes ago. Um, still very raw. I'll introduce the boys. Scott Sutherland, how you doing? Hi, mate. We've hit rock bottom. We have. And Tony Doyle, you all right? To be honest, mate, I'm not even surprised. No, Bye. listen, we'll, we'll get on to the game, right? Because that's the only thing we can talk about. We can't talk about anything else other than this game. 4-1, again, we've been beaten by Sparta Prague. First it was at home and you thought that's the worst performance you've ever seen. Now you go away and you get beat 4-1 again. Sparta Prague hadn't won a game, you know, in, in this group. They've been dominated against Leo and Milan. We apparently played all right second half against Milan. We apparently played pretty well first half against against Leo. And you thought, at the end points, if we were doing these podcasts, we were probably going to sit there and go, oh, we, we looked all right, we looked, we looked fine. Sparta Prague, were, that was six points for us, Scott, wasn't it? That was six points we were supposed to get. And rather than getting six points out of it, we have been probably dealt the biggest embarrassment that we've had in, in recent years as Celtic fans. Aye, I mean, but if you've been watching us all season, something like this has been coming. Maybe not to the extent of what, what happened three weeks ago and then what's happened tonight, but no lessons learned. Uh, it all relates back to, well, see at this point, to be honest, it, it starts out when you're getting angry in the first few performances of the season. You pick into the players, you look at formations, you look at different guys, you're like, should we play Alhamage? Should we play Fring Pong? Is it Duffy's fault? We're missing Julian. Then, by that point, you go beyond that and then you go to the manager. You're angry at the manager. No doing it. But the night, I'm not even... Neil, we all, we, we'll get into Neil Lennon, his deficiencies and what he's all about. We know we know he's an incompetent football manager. We know that. But for me, I, he's trying, he's, he's trying, but nothing's coming off for him. Uh, he's totally out of his depths and it all comes back to one man, it's Peter Lowell. The decision he made in that day, the cup final, we celebrated a treble treble. I was with you, Tony. And he ruined that. He ruined that day for us by sneaking that in five minutes after the final whistle. When he heard us singing, there's only one Neil Lennon. Because at the time he thought, hey, brilliant, he's come in, stayed the ship, we're going to win a treble treble. He sneaked that in the final whistle, appointed him, and we knew at the time that was going to uh, turn their always in serious jeopardy. Last season we got away with it because Rangers collapsed. We were signs last season this was going to happen, and it's all come to a fucking four this season. And the night is just as embarrassing as it gets. Scott said there that Neil Lennon was was trying. He said Neil Lennon is trying. I actually don't agree with that. I don't think Neil Lennon is trying. I think Neil Lennon has fucking gave up the ghost with this team. I don't think he cares anymore. He's not got the same drive that he had before. What do you think? Do you think that he's he's packed in? He looks like a man under pressure, no doubt. Um, he just... To be to be honest, mate, I'm not getting the fucking say about him. I'm done criticising him because it just falls in deaf ears. I feel like every week, all we do is bitch and moan. I was hoping it went one 0 It was gonna be a wee happy podcast. And come on, all jolly. Looking forward to the Ross County game, but no. As always, we'll shut the bed. Um, eight goals against Prague isn't good enough. We thought two weeks ago was the worst defeat against any team in Europe, and then Celtic in the same said, "Hold my fucking hat." Hold my beer. Let's fucking do this again, man. Four one away from home. Disappointment. I'm fucking beyond myself raging now. Scott, I asked before 
was um, I can't remember what game it was, but I think I said to to both of you on this podcast was that the worst performance that you've ever seen um, as a Celtic fan. Um, I can't remember what game it was that I said that, but it doesn't really matter because every, sing, every single podcast you but see that question. What I'm every saying is, I say I. That was the worst I've ever seen. Has it? Has it now been? Has it now been eclipsed? <laughs> has, has that eclipsed at the night? All right, by by Sunday it was fucking back to right. Aye. That was the worst game I've ever seen. Well, that's a do you know what it's actually like? It's like seeing your work when you get a team together going, right, fuck it, let's get a wee charity match or something, right? And you play against an author sort of company down the road, but that company plays football every week and you turn up there and you go, right, this will be a good wee laugh and they start taking it seriously. You see them wrapping up the fucking knees with shin guards and that stuff, man. And you look at the guy in the middle of the park, your manager, 35-year-old old cunt, it's just a fucking waste of space in the middle of the park. But it's all right, though, because in the office and in the background, it brings a lot to the team. Leadership qualities and drive. The man's fucking done. If you don't know who I'm talking about yet, it's quite obvious it's Scott fucking Brown. I, I love that Mate, analogy. I didn't I'm know where you were going with it. Really <laughs> I was waiting. I was really <laughs> it's the fact that Tony went, if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm going, I don't, mate. Tell me. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Scott Brown, mate. <laughs> uh, you're right, though. You know, we've been... I actually find it really tough. This is quite a tough podcast to do because it's, I, I feel like every week we've come on and we, we slate somebody, you know, we slated the team, we slated Scott Brown, we slated Lennon, then it was Shane Duffy, it was a problem, then it's back to Lennon again. Yeah. And it feels like we've just constantly got something to more about this season. The only way for me that's going to change is if we change this manager. Uh, we well, need to point with Frank. He's the one that's picking these players we can make out. With Shane Duffy, we've all seen it that it wasn't good enough and he was getting caught out all the time costing his goals. But he still continues to pick Scott Brown when you can see week in, week out that if he's not bringing leadership to this team, he doesn't bring much fucking else. Mm-hmm. He's a man down and at one point you've been seeing Laxalt share a ball right off him saying, get us cut off the parking park. Him right there. It's, it's getting beyond the joke and the fact that he keeps picking him, that just highlights that Neil Lennon doesn't know what he's doing. Aye, Neil Lennon shouldn't be putting Brown like we've had this debate about Brown constantly right? Brown's 35 now the lockdown not playing for three months wouldn't have helped him either he's a yard off the pace especially in Europe like he's getting shown up time and time again we can all see that the manager refuses to see that he plays him time Brown and McGregor are so exposed see every goal that we concede it comes through a sort of breakaway and I know we've, we've had major issues at the back line of course we have with individual areas again tonight but we, they're putting that position where they're constantly exposed because McGregor was okay at points of kind of cutting out space start of the first half, but he was he was hopeless in the second half as well. But the two of them are in there. They're usually up against three other guys and they're getting totally exposed. He plays in Cham the night. Plays in Cham. He's not played in Cham in his best position once this season. And Cham is a centre midfielder. He's not an attacking midfielder. Simple as that. Should have been in Cham and McGregor in the centre mid. Rogic head, but then. I mean, it's debating individual players, but I mean, it all comes down to the guy's system. He's trying everything. It's not working. And Tony's right. It's, it's, like, it's like watching a fucking uh, amateur football team. He's just You can hear him because it's obviously closed doors. You can hear him in the sidelines just shouting, screaming, switch on, switch on. Like These players don't need to be told, fucking switch on. They need a tactic. They need a system. They need to know how to interlock, how to play. How to break these teams' time? Nobody told switch on and talk about hunger and desire. He talks to he talks to that he's a motivator. And that he's meant to be his biggest strength. But after every game, he's coming out and saying they've got no hunger and desire. So he's even a shite motivator at that. 
Aye, it's not even that though. Like the fact that he keeps playing Brown, it's limiting Turnbull getting chances. This is a guy we chased for two years trying to get his signature, and he's just no featuring. Fair enough, he's got that whole COVID thing with under twenty ones, but he's not getting a fucking game. He's not getting a look in. Same with Sorrow. You bring him on for ten minutes, and who was the last game you got brought on in the Europe? Was it Milan or Leo? You got brought Leo. on. And you thought no, Leo, maybe that's who he's kind of going to go with. Then you might you might start seeing so get a chance, but. Again, bombed right out after 12 minutes in favour of a guy that simply this season isn't doing it. And yes, he's been a great servant for Celtic, but right now, it's over. I'm I sorry, but to, it's done, Scott. I had to laugh, man. I was uh, listening to Stephen Cragen on commentary. I think it was for... I think Sparta Prague had a, had a corner at one point mm-hmm. and the ball came in and you heard Stephen Cragen on commentary and he literally said oh you can hear Neil Lennon there as soon as that ball left his foot to come in you heard Neil Lennon saying won the first ball fucking obviously like that is not a fucking assessment of a game that's just Neil Lennon shouting at what people are meant to do when they play fucking football like if the ball gets played up from a corner guess what, you guess what you do you head on the fucking ball like that's that. that's not managerial that's not him being like saying anything clever after him saying anything that anybody else wouldn't say like oh, it's, what? it's literally five or six it's a 12-11 sort of Sunday league fucking shout like oh get tight to him Archie come on like it's it's no professional management no. but can we just have a wee sidetrack and a wee side not a wee light hearted but what the fuck was Ryan Kissy's cross about in that first half of that corner he went it, to back to the halfway line like are you kidding me I know that's Is that the tactics we have thought, right? That actually sums up how we can defend a fucking corner at the box. But mate, because you can't hit a fucking corner. So the problem, the problem with that is as well, right? And this is, you know, I've got a massive issue with with Neil obviously, but we've got a massive issue with the players as well. You know, I, I'm a strong believer in regardless if your manager is is shite or not, right? We've got decent football players at our club, right? We've got decent players. They should be able to do basic things that football players can do, like passes, like crossing the ball. You know, we might not have a lot of tactic and a lot of kind of overall play kind of put into place, but they should be able to kind of cross the ball, right? Ryan Christie for Scotland was outstanding, right, when he was playing for Scotland. Outstanding in the games that we played. But tonight, for some reason, he can't cross a ball. Like... How does that happen, Scott? Right, I'm not going to jump straight to the players' defence because the players, the players have been at disgrace as well. Let's, let's not get away from that. Their performances right. this season haven't been good enough. But the thing that's most frustrating, I think, for all of us as part of this is you've already just said it, that they're not crap players. This isn't a Mowbray either where we've just bought in loads of hunters or randoms and it's just a fucking basket case and we know we're shite and the league's totally gone. We know these players can do it. We, we are the worst coach team in the Europa League by... Miles, and you're talking about Ryan Christie two weeks ago. Ryan Christie, yep, he was outstanding for Scotland. But you know, it was that was the most I really enjoyed that international break because I actually got to watch a team that was well organised. Scotland aren't outstanding, but Scotland knew exactly what they're doing. They're limited in, in their ability and lots of players, but they knew exactly their roles and what they're doing. We're just a bunch of individuals in a park, and it's like Elianus and Edward go and try and bail us out. Edward bailed them out last season. Even again, the night Edward gets a goal and you're like, oh, maybe he's bailed him out again. Right. But see, when you keep doing that time and time again, your luck runs out. You need a system. You need tactics. You need to be defensively organised. I mean, the set-piece set piece defending is just an absolute disgrace. I don't know what I, they're doing in training when that when it comes to that, if they're defending that. I mean, he's talking about giving them too much or too little information. See, when you're hitting out the comments like that, it's done. The game's a bogey. It's finito. 
Uh, the reason you enjoyed Ryan Christie playing the other week is because he's working under a manager that knows how to organise a team, clear instructions what to do, and for 90 minutes we played several off the park. I'm wrapping up fuck, Nick, man. It's, it's really tough where to, where we go next. Well, actually, it's not. We know where we go next. Lennon has to go, right? But that's not going to happen. I'm going to ask you about the, the Green Brigade. Can I, can I jump in there a second, then, Ryan? Can I jump in a second? See if you think Lennon's to go, right? Do you actually think right now the board's got a plan in place at who they're looking at? Or do you think just sitting hoping this turns a corner? Right. Mate, he's got those CVs. He's got those CVs waiting in the drawer Mate. that he never looked uh-huh. back to a year ago. They were fucked. Right in that shredder two seconds after he was washing that shampoo at Lennon's hair, man. 68 grand a week he gets and he couldn't even be bothered his arse to even do an interview for a job in his role that he has to position. He used to interview for manager and he couldn't be for. He wants a puppet, he wants a yes, man. Dyla was a bit of a project. We could do that at the time because Rangers were in the league. Dyla was a yes, man. Rogers, we get Rogers. we get lucky that we got Rogers. He was out of job. It fell into place. But Rogers questioned him in terms of decisions, in terms of what was happening in the transfer market. And Rogers seen the writing on the wall. What he did to his eye, it was a disgrace. But he let the board off the hook at that point when he left. And then they make the same mistakes again. So I, Tony's right. I mean, sat Lennon the morrow, but who are they going to bring in? Martin O'Neill? Roy Keane? Gordon Stratton? That's, that's exactly what they'll do. Here, Peter, my dad's at work. You want to give him a job? I get from this way, Dayson. I'll get a dad's number anyway. I'll just give him a wee bell now. You can, see, you can see a melody, mate. It'll be Roy Keane, Martin Neal or some pish. Like, right, okay. Or Jack you, Ross. You say that. You, you say that, though. You say that, but I'm sorry. Gavin Stratton goes, I know. You know, the, 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 defeat, the, the defeat. The entire backroom staff go. The entire right. backroom staff go, because not one of them doing a fucking job properly. Right, boys, I'm going to ask you about the the banner then that's been doing the rounds, because I wanted to get your opinions on that, because I think we, we all kind of disagreed to some extent on it. Um... The Green Brigade spanner on on Neil Lennon when we were standing outside the stadium. I mm. thought I thought it was a wee bit cringy. I thought the banner itself was a bit cringy. I agreed with the. I also agree with the statement that they put out. I agree with the the, the kind of thought process behind the banner. I just I felt like actually having a banner was quite a small time thing to do. You know, that was for me that was quite embarrassing to to see. Um, I would rather they had done a statement. I wouldn't even been opposed to, to something outside the ground like a get together with a message but actually having you know going out your way printing a banner by the way banner with horrendous grammar in it for, for starters um, which I fucking hate just get it fucking right if you're going to do a banner date right but Scott what's your take on that because I know you you did kind of come at me in the chat the other day when I said that I didn't agree with it what was your take on it? Well it didn't go far enough in my opinion I mean eh uh... <laughs> You get people that have people that have been saying the one out for this whole time, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, a banner's too much. See, he's lucky that there's no fans in the ground. There'd be more than a banner happening if people were in the ground right now after those performances. Zero shots in target against Rangers. Four one at home for Sparta Prague. There'd be more than just banners at the ground. So, and yeah, people saying that oh, it's offensive to Neil Lennon. Can he do that against Neil Lennon? I hate, I hate that I'm going down this road, but I am going down this road because see these people that are still continuing to back Neil Lennon. It's no Neil Lennon FC. I'm sorry, it's no. Take the Neil Lennon to be off that he's been through this and he's been through that. It's it's nothing to do with that. It's about being an incompetent football manager. Doesn't matter his, his background or what he's done and all this. So he, he came in and steadied the ship. What an unemployed guy that didn't have a job. I he came in and steadied the ship. What did he leave to come to us? Nothing. He left us also to go to Bolton first time around. Sacked by him. Sacked by Hibs. We're still stuck with him now. So I 
far as I can say, yeah, the banner was spot on. There was absolutely nothing wrong with it, apart for the grammar, which I do agree with. That, that did annoy me. But. Tony, yeah. I'm going to be very honest. I'm the thick one in the chat. I didn't notice the grammar. That's <laughs> because <laughs> you usually are the one that's saying the grammar mistakes. <laughs> I'm looking at it going like that. That is spot on. 100% <laughs> agree with that. All right, definitely. <laughs> there. <laughs> Go for that. Um, no, I can't disagree with Scott at all there. Um, for me, I, I don't like seeing the banner outside Parkhead. Possible spelling mistake or grammar, I'm not too sure. But I don't really agree with the I don't disagree with the message. I think that's the only way we can voice our opinion. Because we can't put the banner in the stadium, which would happen during the game, let's be honest. There'd be one one corner of the game begin and then up at Jockstein again. It, enough is enough. And I think the Green Brigade just done what everyone wanted to do. To be honest with you, and see other folk that were criticising the Green Brigade on Twitter, they'll be all deleting their tweets tonight and going, I ah, get them to fuck. Because we've seen enough now. We really have. Aye, I think aye, Tony's spot on with that. And see guys like Sutton and Hartson and immediately coming out and criticising it and saying it was a disgrace or whatever Sutton's tweet was. These guys treat us with utter contempt. Aye. Sutton, Hartson, and we had Martin O'Neill. I mean, Martin O'Neill, legend, what I get, like some guy, but uh, he was wheeled out as well to say, no, it's Bowley's fault, it's COVID's fault, it's no nearly. We had all these people wheeled out. You had Carl McGregor put in front of the camera to just come up and back to the club and say everything's rosy. His pre-match, Neil Lennon's pre-match, was for, frankly, nothing short of embarrassing, talking about different stats and saying, only lost one league game. If they draws, had they been wins? Imagine Stephen Gerrard did have said that. I think he was saying stuff last season about eight, if games were 85 minutes or whatever it was. Now, we're, we're now the laughing stock where he's coming out uh, and basically saying that and then he's refusing once to mention the European record. A lot of people then said before this season that it's all about the 10, blah, blah, Europe doesn't matter. But Europe manifests itself in what's happening right now. These results are embarrassing. They're now leading into performances where we're drawing, where Hibs was <laughs> coming back for 2 all down against Hibs was meant to be some a positive, great fight. Hibs drew two each with St. Johnson last night. Hibs are not a good side. Aberdeen spanked by Rangers, not a good side. I mean, where's the end point? Do we need to get embarrassed 4-1 by Ross County before he gets sacked? Or do we just do we just carry on as it is and look to the next game? See, that's the thing, though. See a lot of the... And I hate saying this stuff, I hate this fucking scene. But see the Celtic Dazzle on Twitter that say, oh, it's shocking, you can't put balance upside Parkhead. These are the same sort of fans back in the 90s that are out protesting the old fucking board. What name it? What name sacked? Articles in the Celtic View and that sort of stuff. So I'm sorry, but... This has to be done this way. It's the only way you can get a point across. The Kerry's had to go, and see right now, Neil Francis Lennon has to fucking go as well. Take Peter Law away. Where do we go for here? Like, where do we go? Oh, I know, honestly. We keep the faith, and then we turn it around, and we're playing Ross County on Sunday, and I'm sure we'll beat Ross County, because even Neil Lennon can't fuck that up, and then we'll just we, carry the cycle on for there. That's we go I'm to the fucking job centre and get another, another unemployed cunt to take the fucking job. To be fair, I would take that, mate, because unemployed managers, if you get one, are probably going to be managers as opposed to a fucking idiot Aye. that we've got there now. So I would take that, Morgan mate. Stanley and take one of the fucking boards after them. See, honest, I hate just constantly ranting about Neil Lennon because I loved him as a player, but he's got to go now because his reputation is getting tarnished. It really is. And I hate being so negative towards Celtic, but see right now, I just feel like well, we've all spent £7,500 season tickets. We're all sitting here on tops and training tops and that stuff. Mate, we're spending probably about the best part of £1,000 along with everyone else to sit in the house. It's enough. How much do we need to keep putting our money at this team and just watch dire mediocre performances? I mean, 
I, I mean, I've been going to games for years and football, that's like my thing and I really like and I enjoy going to it and I enjoy going to the week. But even I'm considering next season what to do because I'm, I know there's stuff about loyalty and I, you'll have to think about it in terms of what I'll do and what we'll do when it comes to renewing season tickets. But a lot that won't bother and that's what it comes to. I'm not just throwing my money away for nothing. I mean, I'm not like, we're not like Rangers fans in that regard where they maybe talk about loyalty and all that, but they gave their money away to absolute charlatans and look what happened to them. They get shafted for years, continue to get shafted. We're not like that. If we see our club getting shafted, we're not going to give them money. In fact, we need to start more sort of taking control. Take the club off this bastard. <laughs> see, to be fair, mate, see take the club off this bastard. Here, that's a that's probably that's the that's the quote. That's the next banner. That's the pod name sorted. Take the club off this bastard. Get in a bit. You know your horses. Finish them. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you're you're saying you're saying that then, but. We, I made the point the other day um, when I was speaking to somebody else about this. I don't have six, seven hundred pound, actually a thousand pound a season, but you know between everything that we pay for every season, I've not got that right to to spend on this club. But I do it because I've done it because I've wanted to back the club. I've wanted to get ten in a row. I've seen you know things were good, and I'm like, do you know what? I'm I'm quite happy to part with my cash if I'm getting something in return. But it feels like you're not getting something in return. And the amount of money you're spending just now. And I've, I've heard people saying, oh, you're small time. Soon as things go bad, you start chucking the toys at a pram. And, you know, I get where people are coming from when they say that. But I disagree. You know, mm-hmm. it does come down to actually having money to plough into a club. And you, you know me. I'm skint. Like, all the time. I'm always skint. But I still find money to put out of Selig every single season. You know, and it's probably a main detriment, but I do it to back them. And what have I got to show for it this season? I've I've backed them. Scott, you've put more money in than any else to this club over the years because you are a Celtic fan, but you've also seen the bigger picture and going 10 in a row. It's on the cards. It's happening. It's coming. And then now, it's not even that they're just, it's not even that we're just losing games. They're actually taking the piss out of us a bit now. And that's my problem. You know, see if we were just playing all right, but Rangers were a bit better and they won the league, it'd be hard to take, but I'd go, fuck it, fine. But the way it is just now, bad result after bad result after bad result, they're now just laughing at us. They're now just laughing at us where our money in their pockets got in there. I like, listen, we've, we've, we've all done our bit this season. We all did our bit. I mean, there was the times when the first lockdown hit and we're like, oh, what's going to happen to football? We're absolutely, are we going to be knackered Celtic? How are we going to, how are we going to raise money for this season? We all did our bit. We chipped in. The 50-odd thousand of us all renewed our season ticket. As you say, it's six, £700. Knowing fine well that's highly unlikely we will get to games this season. Maybe a few of us by the time March 8 comes. So we've done our bit. And this this board, this manager and this and the players, they, they treat us with contempt. They think we're idiots. And see Scott Brown coming out and saying that, well, that's just social media talk, all this Lennon stuff. And well, like, no, that's no, they think we're idiots. They don't think we know anything about football. We're the ones that pay their wages. We're the ones that are watching this team week in, week out. We've been watching them all season. This isn't just a wee blip where there's been a couple of odd bad performances where we've dropped points. This has been a build-up across the season. Now shit's hit the fan. Uh, two wins in nine games, 21 goals conceded. I mean, fucking a living manager would probably get sacked for that. I mean, Gary Holtz just left today, a ginger guy that's actually had a bit of respect and walked to his club, so let's hope Neil Lennon will do the same. Listen, I'll take him. I'll take him. 
God, no man. It's, it's better than this. It's better than fuck. Anything is better than this at this point, Tony, isn't it? Surely. Maybe no Gary Hall, I'm kidding on, but you know what I mean. I'm, please don't say I get another fucking nervous breakdown <laughs> in Monhouse. <laughs> we just listened to Neil Lennon. We're not going to play it because, let's be honest, he just spoke a load of shite on that. He, he doesn't sound like he's gone, boys. He sounds like he's defiant. He's Mate, staying. we're going to need a bigger banner. <laughs> Mate, I, I don't even think we'll need a banner, to be fair. I think we just need... To shove, actually, we do need a banner, but we'll put it outside Parkade, man. We shove it down his throat. Like, it's the only way the guy's going to get this message for us is if we shove this banner down his throat. Um, He'll still blame laziness and attitude and everything else except for his tactics. I hope I'm wrong, right? I, I really, really hope I'm wrong, and I hope something happens soon, something changes soon, and we can kind of salvage this season because like people have said, well, we're only five points behind them if we win the games in hand, right? At this point, I don't even trust that we win the games in hand, right? But if we make a change sometime soon, then it can be salvaged. This season can be salvaged. But I don't see that happening. I don't see us making the change. Therefore, I don't see us salvaging the season. I'm quite happy to concede that this season is not going to go our way. And I... I know that sounds dramatic and people will, all the early dads will be on Twitter saying I'm talking with a shite. Do you know what? They can tell me that if they want, but I'm confident enough that come May, the end of this season, I'm going to be looking back on this and going, I told you. I told you. And the thing is, we're also coming off the back of a really disappointing result, so we're going to be quite hot and reactionary and a bit fucking loose with our phrasing stuff, but I kind of disagree with me. We're sitting five points now, they've got Two games in hand, we are not guaranteed to win. Hmm. And let's be honest, after play the cup final, that's another game. We could possibly go to fucking Ibrox, but is it 14 points behind? Right. You know, like, this is a fucking joke. Psychologically, the players must look at the table and go, fuck me, how are we going to do this here? Because you're looking at the side of the park and there's no instructions coming there to even give you any game plan during the game. When you're winning the luck in the first corner, where it's all side and the man's left at the back post. You see that coming. I said in the chat, fuck's sake, there's a warning sign. That boy's been left at the back post, unmarked. Five minutes later, boom, same thing again. Three in the middle of the park, at the penalty spot, unmarked. Goal, simple. It's so basic, these errors. You get cut out with a good manager, a wee bit of guidance in the park at the training, but we've got zero of that. I, uh, I, I think you're spot on, Ryan. People might say they might be embarrassed about a banner. They're going to be made embarrassed when James Tavernier's lifting the, the trophy at the end of the season because that is the way it's heading. And she just listened to that press conference. I don't even know why I do it to myself, to be honest, listening to those press conference because he's a total egomaniac. It's all psychological. I mean, the players were lazy, lacking hunger. Now it's lack of confidence. I mean, he's blamed the players. Now he's blaming uh, COVID. It's COVID's fault, even though no good players out with COVID. So it's no fans' fault. It's everybody else's fault bar himself. I mean, it's not a football issue, he said, and to come out and say that that was one of the best European performances in the second half we've had in years. I mean, really, come on, Neil. Like, are, you, are you genuinely being serious? Serious and, with that? I mean, but just... And, and the sad thing is, he is being serious. You know, he genuinely believes that, which is worrying, because that, if he genuinely believes that, which is worrying, nothing's going to change. You know, he's not going to walk. Whereas yeah. any any self-respecting... Se- Listen, see if that was me, right, in his position, and I was meant to be this big Celtic man and this Celtic fan, and well, see if it was me personally in that situation, I'd be walking the new. 
I'd be coming out. I wouldn't be leaving anybody in the locks. I'd be coming out going, listen, I want Celtic to do 10 in a row as much as anybody else, and I don't have it. Right? i tell you something. I made this point a few a few weeks ago in this podcast. Um, I don't think Neil Lennon will be able to show his face in Glasgow for a long time because of because of idiots. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that I, I think that's acceptable because I don't. Obviously, it, you know when you talk about violence and stuff like that. But you know what people are like. You know what certain people can be like. And I don't think he would be safe in Glasgow at this point. And that's that's actually a bit worrying because I think Neil Lennon's still a hero right at the end of the day, but. If he stays any longer, his reputation will be in the absolute gutter. His eyes must be fucking painted on. If he generally thinks that, that was the best performance we've had for a half a game, whatever it was, we didn't create anything. Eddie had that chance that he fucked. See, after that, nothing. Absolutely nothing. You get lax out playing basically as a fucking striker half the game. Or criminally exposed at the back. <sighs> Fuck it, Scott. Continue, man. I'm done. <laughs> I'll make this my final point I'll make this my final point by Ronnie Dylas made a Celtic man in Neil Lennon so see this crap about Neil Lennon mm. Celtic man Celtic daft Celtic everything I mean I'm fed up with that I mean I just want a, a competent football manager in charge of a club but you're talking about Ronnie Dylas he, he realised it wasn't working for him and he walked away at the time that he did because he thought this is done for me see listen to his interview he's never going to do that because he totally believe he totally just believes in himself. He never thinks that anything that he's doing is wrong. Never looks inwards. Always looks outwards. Always looks at the players, what they're doing, thinking about other things that are happening outside. And you listen to that he's in the safest job in the world. He's going absolutely nowhere after that. And what's it, so what's it, we're going to roll on now? We're playing Ross County, who Ross County are hopeless to get beat by Kilmarnock, who had ten men eh, for most of the game on Saturday. So chances are we'll beat Ross County on Sunday, and then it's all we're picking up a wee bit of momentum. And then we've got a few candy league games coming up and we'll probably win them and then it gets to Ibrox and Tony says 14 points fine and we'll get utterly embarrassed in that. I think the only thing it's going to take for get him, him to get sacked is if we get another embarrassment like an Inverness type result against Ross County on Sunday. And I don't know if Ross County aren't capable of doing that too. So this is just going to carry on. Well, that's the thing. Neil himself said during the week after the banner that he has to go and run now until New Year Christmas. Well, Neil, that lasted about two days. You fucked this one. So when does, it, when does this run kick in? Because for me, I want that run to last. The start of the season at Halloween, then Halloween to New Year, then New Year at the fucking end of the season. We've conceded more goals now than we did in the whole of fucking, was it last season or something, 18 goals? We just shit fucking goals. We can't stop, we can't keep the ball in it. The Rangers themselves have conceded, what, five goals a season or something, three was Benfica. They don't look like they're getting beat at this rate. And right now, we don't look like we can beat a team. It's pathetic. Right, boys, we'll be back on Monday for the, the usual weekly podcast that we do maybe unless we just fucking chuck the boat right completely done with it after that um, but we'll see we've got Ross County on Sunday in the in the cup do you think we'll win? I have no idea <laughs> no I have no idea no I, I don't, don't know it'll be Lennon ball toss your coin see what happens yeah, see how it goes we'll either win 8-0 it'll be fucking 2-1 was count or something who knows nice well boys I'll uh, see you on Monday Scott see you later on can I just end with this with many approaches from many many agents many representatives of managers across the board how credible it was you never really know we put them in a file and just left it and kept our word to Neil really Peter Law well fuck that guy poetry pure poetry best way to leave it see you later on boys <laughs> catch you guys see you later Law well out